right, um, let's open our Bibles quickly. Let's start with declaring the glory of the Lord. So we start this morning by reading from the book of Psalms, number 95. We use that to declare the glory of the Lord. If you are there, say amen. amen. Say the amen like you really mean it. Amen. Okay, now you are going to read like you want to fill the air with the glory of God. Amen. amen. All right, one, two, let's go. Oh, oh come. Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In whose hands are the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the wilderness. Amen. We are stopping in verse 8, alright? The Lord is good. Okay, I wanted to stop, you know, uh, middle of verse 7, alright? Can we do that again? We'll read from verse 3 and stop in the middle of verse um, 7, where it says the sheep of his hand. All right? One, two, let's go. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods, in whose hands are the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord God maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Amen. 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 Our Father, we, your sheep, have come before you this morning. We have come to drink from that fountain. We have come to eat the bread from heaven. Thank you, because you see the desire of our hearts. You have met our desire. You have released a word to each one of us. You have released a spirit for each one of us. We receive it by faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we declare as follows. That the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 The Lord is good. And let's take our seats quickly. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Alright, let's continue to drink of the Spirit of God. Uh, please, if you have not, try and get the book, Receive the Holy Spirit. Please, a very important book. And um, last time, and the time before, I began to say some things along the line. In fact, last Saturday's message, we titled it, um, is it something like Receive, yeah, Receive the Spirit of Wisdom and Understanding. What we are dealing with is not human knowledge. What we are dealing with is not human effort. What we are dealing with is not human ability. We are dealing with the entrance of the Spirit of God into us. 
as the word is coming forth. Jesus says, the word that I'm speaking to you, their spirit and their life. That is, it's not just the letters, the sound that you're hearing. Each time you hear something, it conveys a portion of the life of God into you. That's the way it works. And that is the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit to judge, the ability to make decisions that will surprise people around you. And at the end of the day, they say you were wise. And when you were making those decisions, of course, they were thinking by what they could see and what their ears could hear. But for you, because you have received the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. For that reason, you are able to make judgments, not by what your eyes see or decisions by what your ears hear. But with righteousness, you are able to decide with fairness. With righteousness, you are able to make decisions that are pleasing to God for your life. It is because that spirit has entered into you. You know, <laughs> I heard um, the reprint say something. Now, I don't explain something. He said when he went to Athens, you know, there's something we quote a lot of times. You know, he was talking and he quoted their philosophers and all of that. He said, I don't think he was led by the spirit. <laughs> he said, because he didn't get any results. He said, he didn't get any results. It's after that, when he went to Corinth, he said, I've made up my mind not to know anything amongst you, apart from Christ and him crucified. He said, this time around, I didn't come to you with the excellency of man's wisdom. <laughs> so before that, said, that English I spoke in Athens, I'm not speaking it again. <laughs> now that's what the refuse was trying to decode from there. So in this life, we're not, you know, it's not by what we understand personally. I just feel like saying it to us. You know, um, Algilo to know, he said that if I knew what I know now about the principles of accounting, we was saying this later in life, that I would never have succeeded in business. Why? He said, because I did everything wrong. Everything I did was wrong. By the correct rules of accounting, he said, I did everything wrong. Yet he succeeded in business. Succeeded very, very well. He succeeded well. So he looks back and says, ha, how could I have done that? I did everything wrong. Now we know how. It's by the Spirit. Somebody say it's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. Say it again, it's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. Listen, people of God, that's what we need. Now, why do we learn things in life? Let me just quickly explain that briefly. The reason why we learn is because we have to be I'm looking for one word now. We have to be enlightened. We can't be fools. You know what Solomon calls fools? Or these people he calls fools? To Solomon's fool, to call somebody a fool was not exactly an insult. And the way you take it maybe in the New Testament or, um, and like Jesus said, don't say you fool, that kind of thing. Raka, you worthless fellow. And that's what Jesus was saying. Solomon was not calling people worthless. He was just describing them. You know no book. You know the way we say it in Nigeria. Okay, do you know what it means when somebody no no book? What Solomon was, when Solomon called somebody a fool, it means the person is not aware of his environment. He wasn't calling the fellow a worthless fellow. He was just saying that you don't know what is going on. Like once when I was in secondary school, I was a young boy, I mean, secondary school, you know what I mean? I mean, that was long ago. I was an old man. I was quite young. I just finished Bible study one day. And one of the teachers in the Bible study was saying that, uh, what's the name of the other man that they were telling me, they were asking me somewhere the other day. I said, I didn't know. Uh, what's his name again? That man. I know who I was trying to remember. Baba Tunde Diago. 
Now, if you are alive that time, it should shock you that a human being in Nigeria did not know the name of Idiagbon. For those who don't know, you are not alive that time, the victories and the amendments of this life. Let us teach you. The first time um, Buhari came into power was December 31st, 1983, I think. Yes. As a military man, he toppled um, Shagari's government and his second in command, the chief of staff, supreme headquarters, was a man called Tunde Idiagbo. The man who, the day they caught him smiling, it was headline news. The day Idiagbo smiled. Yes. He never used to smile. It was believed that he was really the ruler at that time. The head of state, commander-in-chief was General Muhammadu Buhari, who returned in the last eight years as our civilian president. But then he was head of state. The second in command of this Idiagbo man. And when he came in, everybody knew Idiagbo. Idiagbo didn't take nonsense. Yet, finished studying scripture. Remember I was saying that they were asking me, and he was talking about that he doesn't know the things of this world. That the other day you asking me about this man, this man, this one, all of us trying to do nothing. I said, hey, as young as I was in secondary school, I said, oh God, this is my holiness. We came to learn holiness. But as young as I was, I said, no, sir, this cannot be holiness. That you are not aware of who's ruling this country currently. So who are you praying for? Now, Madam, who are you praying for? I didn't know you were supposed to pray for. I thought you were supposed to curse him or something, but because the argument was, it was. I, I know the, the thing passed down. No. They passed a law to pass death sentences on people who trafficked in drugs. And they applied it to those arrested long before the law was passed. That's when the whole world got tired. That Abba. And they shot those four boys. Shot them firing squad for carrying drugs. Meanwhile, they were arrested. They were out on bail. They could have run away. On the Supreme Military Council passed a new decree. It's now death by firing squad if you are found guilty of drug trafficking. Then people that were already arrested before the law was passed were shot. That is the diagram for you. At that time, if you didn't queue up, soldiers will beat you. And of course, the attitude trickled down to every man in uniform. Bloody civilian. They catch you. Honestly, God just said, oh yeah, it's enough. The bangida now toppled them. No. That just by the way, small history for those who had just been born the other day. All right? <laughs> but a Christian said he didn't know who Idiagman was. And I said, no, no, that's not Christianity. That's why we learn. We have to be aware of our environment. That's what I'm making. We can't say we are believers. We don't know. There's what they call a foreign reserve currency. We can't say we are Christians. We don't know that Nigeria is supposed crude to get most of his forex. We can't say because we are believers. We are not aware that we are supposed to drive our cars on the right and not on the left side of the road. I hope you get my point. Christians are not ignorant people. Do you get what I'm saying? Christians are what? Not ignorant people. We know what is going on. We know how many continents there are. We know the population of the earth, the human population. By the way, right? If you are just living, you know, my wife conducts interviews sometimes. And Tor Reverend is there. And sometimes I'm there, I'm looking at them like this. And they ask university graduates who have come for interview to be employed. The population of the earth, the human population of the world. And they are telling you 250 million. I'm not joking. No, I said the world. If you know the kind of things they say. And 
Torrent will look and say, excuse me, excuse me. I said the whole earth. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, somebody said that. Yeah. University graduate said population of Nigeria is 3 million. Mushin alone in Lagos. It's more than 3 million people. Just get that side of Lagos. You get yet a university graduate will come for an interview and tell the population of Nigeria, 3 million people. And you're like, I didn't say population of Udi, excuse me. I said Nigeria. I said, okay, 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 okay. You know the way they say, okay, okay, okay. I said they made a discovery. You know, you're looking at them like, are you all right? Oh, it's terrible. No, some of, see, please, let me, before we get into the core spiritual thing, let's talk some things. Eh? Those who are listening, let me just warn you. If you ever tell anybody I listen to Pastor Banky and you don't know anything, let me not say what I will pray for you. You have to be biting your tongue when you are trying to eat. That's good enough. You should be aware of your environment for goodness sake. You can't see a university graduate and they ask you, who's the president of the United States of America? You are telling them Bill Clinton in the year 2023. My wife used to have a teacher. That guy. He said he had never read a novel in his life. I said, you went to university, but university avoided you. I made him install um, um, two things, BBC News and a dictionary on his smartphone. I said, as I'm looking at you, you are installing news and a dictionary. So any word you hear, eh? check it immediately. How can you have a BSc from a university? Okay, you have never read news. I can be sure he, has never, he didn't read the whole Bible. So, you know, he said, maybe, he said, I've never read his novel. That's why you can't speak. You know, last time I was able to laugh. I said, I'm going to finish school with bad English. People of God, eh, please, fill your head with common information first. I mean, that's how you walk around. I hope you get my point. That's why you collect shoes and not wear them on your hands. You just need to know that shoes go on the feet. Those are the things I'm just saying. Basic things. Please, eh? Let's understand some things. Don't take pride in that you don't know where they put water in the engine. That's inside the hood. Because you're a woman, your husband does it. Let him show you what they call a radiator. This is where the coolant goes into. Please know how to gauge your own. Uh, the way Jed is looking at me, it looks like you have never gauged. You see? Israel. See what I was talking about now? Please, when you finish, open, just show how. This is where they put. This is stick. For gauging or it's not I'm not saying go and meet with the to show you how to dismantle the engine. I'm just saying know how to my wife is looking like don't expose me there. The Lord is good. Just small, small things in life, eh? Just know them. I hope you're getting my point. Yes. Yeah, please. And uh, we may can I just quickly give you guys can, you can go out for two minutes. Let me just finish with the ladies. You don't have to get up, but just like you're not here. Please, when you are driving here. Eh? Keep your eye on the dashboard and on the road. Know when your car starts overheating. Okay? It's not when people pass and stop you. They go, hey, car is on fire, car is on fire. That's when you stop. No. <laughs> Try and look at that dashboard. Eh? If any red light is on, there's a reason. Park. Then you cannot call your husband from there. Photograph the dashboard and send to him by WhatsApp. What, he will not say, oh, your parking brake is still on. So okay, release the brake. You say, okay, no wonder the car's been dragging. Eh? You've been driving for the last 
you get the details of hitting already. <laughs> so please, eh? Eh? you know, people have their own problems, all right? So it's a lady's problem. They tend to just, just driving the car. The only check when it, when it stops. So why did it stop? <laughs> the engine don't knock. <laughs> Whether oil alert has been showing for some days. Amen? Amen. Okay, guys, you have your own problems, but let's just solve this one. First. Most of the times, guys, really don't, their problems are not expensive. They can burn the soup. They do that, don't they? Tell them to go and warm this. See, guys, let me just say, I don't blame you. I don't know why any man should want soup. <laughs> if there's no food, so Gary and go and sleep. Ask my wife, when they will travel, they will leave freezer full of soup. As, as they left it, when they come out, they open it, it's just like that. You didn't eat it. I had to throw it out. You see, when a man is hungry, you start throwing out soup. No, no. So I just carry cornflakes at midnight, mix it. You know why I'm eating cornflakes? Because yesterday was Gary. So just to bring variety, today you do cornflakes, you know. Yes, they do. And then when they come back three weeks later, all the soup I cook is still there. And so that when you come back, the house will not be empty. So everybody gets your own problem. But the good immense problem normally is not expensive. They burn the, they burn, burn the soup. That is all. They put the thing on the fire. Just carry your plastic bowl. Throw it into the, on the fire that the fire should thaw it out. So the fire will just melt <laughs> So it's not too expensive. But when you knock an engine, <laughs> I was, when you knock an engine, I was feeling bad just by thinking about it. <laughs> Think I was thinking of the price of an engine. <laughs> okay, the Lord is good. What am I saying? Please, let's just know general information, okay? Let's just be aware of our environment. Let's know how things are done. Even if you're not the one doing it routinely, just know what they are doing, okay? It's very important. However, having said that, that is not how we succeed in life as Christians. That's what, I, that's what I was saying. That's not how we succeed in life as Christians. You know how we succeed in life? It is by the Spirit. What did I say? By the how? By the Spirit. Say it again. By the yes, it's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. Christians, I want to be fired up so that your thirst will be to do everything by the Spirit. I've been married for a number of years. I mean... Not too long. Very soon to be 25 years. Then I'll terrorize people very well. All right? It's still, I'm, I'm approaching 24. This guy looking at me with envy. Say, senior man. <laughs> all right? And so, all these years, I've come to one conclusion. You cannot have a happy marriage any other way but by the Spirit. You can't. It's not possible. I've come to that conclusion. I have come to that conclusion. There is no other way. And soft, let me just say something to you again. When you want to counsel people, you can give some words of advice. But let them know that really is by the power of God. See, one of the ways, that's one of the ways you preach Christ. Don't make it look like because you and your wife are happy. Alright? It's a normal thing. It's not. Unhappiness is normal. So your neighbor is normal. You are the abnormal person. I hope you're getting my point. They are the normal people. The unhappy neighbor next compound that you hear them fighting and throw you. Hear, bah, bah, as they, the, the woman threw something. The man does hit the glass. Bah, the glass break. They are normal. You that you don't throw anything. You are the abnormal person. So when you talk to such people, don't give them the impression that they have a problem 
that they can solve with human, you know, human methods. No. They don't have a problem that human beings can easily solve. When, so when you are counseling people, please, toss in words like, I thank God, it's by the grace of God, you know, it's not by power. You, know, by, you, you must toss those words in because it's true. It's reality. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, it is true. It's reality. So, uh, we thank God. It's God's grace. So, uh, you know, we thank God. Do that. If they don't want to hear it, then they should stop talking to you. Don't lie to them concerning how things are working in your life. I hope you're getting my point. It is not possible to have, you know, there's something I say. I don't even know how I came up with that. I say marriage is such a bad idea. Only God could have invented it. And I know what I'm saying. Without him, it is impossible. What did I say? It's impossible. It's impossible. There, will be, there will be things that look like it. People will try to approach what he said, but it's not doable, except it's inside there. People have to, most people operate under a curse. Yeah, to very, very extent. You need a fullness of God's blessings for things to work out the way he created them to be. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, you need you need to have it. And that's what we are teaching. How to drink of that spirit. That's what we are teaching. That's what we are teaching. Yesterday during the, the, the Bible discussion here, we talked about hope. We talked about hope. Now, a Christian should have the hope that things will work the way God created it to be in his or her life. That's the expectation of believers. Not because you know how to do but because the Spirit will enter into you and set you on your feet. I hope you're getting my point. As the word is coming forth, listen, in every area of life that God has placed you, you have the, which word am I looking for now? You have the commandment to fulfill his, his assignment. You have the commandment to express his blessing. I hope you're getting my point. You have his commandment. Let me use this word, but don't misunderstand me. You have his commandment to succeed there. I had to be slow in using the word succeed because people sometimes, these days, they misinterpret what success is. Okay? But where I'm going is that, but that can only be fulfilled by his spirit. It's when God pours his spirit into you that things, listen, you hear me say it all the time, that old age is not a disease. Hmm? You know, old age is not a disease. It's not a disease. It doesn't mean your bones become thin and they tell you you have senile osteoporosis. I heard that again recently. I said, how doctors get words? So your disc will be shifting anyhow. If you go and jump, your bone will break. There's nothing wrong. You're normal. It's just your age. So you should know not to run like that again. All right? That's what is normal. But I keep saying, when we started from Psalm 92, that God said, no, with people who are righteous, that is not their portion. That if they are old, they should still be full of sap. That is, the context there is looking, using a tree. A dry tree is brittle. Easy to break. But one that is you know, fresh, green, is difficult to break. That's what we mean by being full of sap. Right? Now, this is where I'm going. That is God's plan for you. Now, listen to this. You can't jog your way into that experience. 
When it says things that people don't think that what you need to do is get up in the morning and go and jog. Let me tell you this. I'll say it flat. Don't leave that house to go and jog except if you have jogged spiritually. Can't use the best time to pray and meditate in the morning to run up and down like the devil. I'm not saying you shouldn't exercise. Though. I believe in exercising. All right? I, I think it's good. You have small profits. You can collect that small one. Okay? However, I used to get up in the morning to run from my house too. Just don't come out. One hour I'm back. Walked around the whole neighborhood. Gone down that steep slope in front of uh, IMT. And I tried to run back up it. And it was nice. It was nice. And one day I looked at myself. I said, are you okay? I wasn't tired of running up and down. I can do it. I just asked myself, are you okay? You wake up at such a time. What, what are you supposed to do if you can wake up at such a time? I said, I study scripture now and meditate and confess the word. I said, and you are running up and down. I stopped. That's the reason why I stopped. That in my mind, I didn't stop running. No. Even though physically, I ended up stopping. My own, I said, I need to find another time. Five o'clock in the evening. Except that I'm very self-conscious. I feel like the whole of Enugu has come out. <laughs> I used to go very early before people would come. So by the time it's past six, I'm already back in my house. Okay? So that's the reason why I started. So I told my wife, let me buy a treadmill now. She said no. I said, why? She said, the one you bought, I can't see what you are doing with it. And thank God I didn't buy a treadmill because it would have spoiled. Anyway, I heard that the one I could afford, the normal didn't used to last. So thank God for that. But where I'm going is that I told myself that no. I believe all the spirit of God that you are misunderstanding where this thing comes from. You are misunderstanding where it comes from. And of course, we now, people, some people argue with this, but look, anyway, where do I start from? There are people have been jogging. People that have gone for medical checkup. The one I'm thinking of is a doctor. Came out of a gym in America. She was in um, uh, Abakliki now. You say it's because we don't have good medical care, right? It's not Nigeria, it's in America. A doctor in America exercised regularly, finished exercise, came out of the gym, dropped down on the sidewalk and died. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. See, that's one No, 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 it's not true. At least drop dead. And if you know footballers, you know footballers, they check them well. Because, you know, they are for sale. They, they, <laughs> they check those guys well. Control what you drink, what you don't drink, what you, where you go, where you don't go. Ah, if I invest $10 million in you, I will check you. I will check your toenails. <laughs> I will call your house. You don't bath. You've not had your bath. What are you trying to do to my skin there? <laughs> yeah. $10 million on you. What do you mean? If you buy a car for $10 million, you will check it now. Those guys are well. Yet, you hear the ironic pity, kitty, kitty, kitty. What? What drop on the football field? And they won't know what happened to you tomorrow. I hope you're getting my point. It happens. It happens. Those things don't preserve life. They don't. So when the Bible says that you'll be old and full of sap, it's not because you learn a technique. It will just simply be because the Spirit of God is constantly flowing into you. That's what I'm saying. So should you exercise? Fine. It's good. But don't even deceive yourself that this is a key to a long life. No, it's not. It's not. In fact, you want to hear medically speaking, running up and down is not good for your knees over a long period. Yeah. Many people just say, look, just walk briskly. This job will be hitting the ground. Bidi, bidi, bidi. There's a Yoruba proverb which Allah I don't know whether he can interpret it. Tell Reverend, do you know how they say this one? They have a saying in Yoruba land that, you know the chameleon? They say the chameleon steps gently 
and he still dies. That's so what does he told the expect that will just be hitting himself on the ground? <laughs> Why I was given that um, that funny proverb is that you know that when you run too much, you know, keep on knocking your knees as you are running. Over time, it's not actually very good for the knees. One day they asked Odegbami, I watched an interview years ago. I don't know how many people remember Odegbami. The food Shegun Odegbami, yeah. Those are our you know sports legends in Nigeria. He said, Do you still play football? He said, No, that his knees are worn out. That just like anything you use, that he's using knees so much. As an older person, he's having arthritis. Many people don't. Some of this is. You know, so, see, when you are reading medical books, I say, now so I go, I go live forever. You think resurrection bodies made by doctors? No, it's not. Oh. Some of you, the amount of medicine jamming in your body, even the medicine is confused. They get to your heart to do something. They say, another person, they are, oh, but you're there here. Yes, I'm busy. Ah, I'm busy here. Say, what are you doing? Say, I was prescribed for this guy two weeks ago. Then he went to another doctor who gave him the one you now. So I was supposed to lift up the heart. Say, I'm honored to jack him down. So what's going on? Sometimes <laughs> when I look at you, anyway, you know, there's a reason why God sent me to medical school before he made me a preacher. There's a, re- there's a reason. And one of my young doctors came and said, I wanted to take permission. He won't be around for a few days. Say, why? Say, he's going for surgery. Say, what's wrong with you? He told me what's wrong. I said, that is what is wrong with you. That is what is, you think that is wrong with you? I said, boy, leave this your, let me not tell you which part of his body now. He said, leave this alone before. He said, no, sir, you never can tell what happens. I said, oh, you think you know what happens result of this surgery? You think you know? I don't talk to the boy, I say, leave this thing alone. Uh, what he wants to remove is so tiny. He tried to show me, I look, 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 I can't see anything here. He said, they have seen it is there. I said, okay, have fun. I didn't say anything again. I've told, told, because, I said, why do you just want people to be poking around your system? You think they are God? They're not God. They are absolutely not God. They make mistakes. My one is, please, don't have too much faith there. Have faith in God. That's what Jesus said to us. One of my friends came and said, you know, at your age, come for this checkup. I looked at him. He talked tired. He's not charging me a dime. I said, boy, let me be honest with you. If I'm sick, I'll come and see you. Let's leave it like that. So, but this guy is fine right now. And I I let sleeping dogs lie. So you're supposed to go for checkup. I said, should I start counting people for you who check up, check up? At the end of the day, they check that. So they are dead. See, Man told me once, I know, you know, I've been describing everything. I was looking at him. So then one day they told me he had a stroke. And he had two strokes. One on the right, one on the left. Yes. The one on the right, if you treat it, you make the one on the left worse. So if you leave that one, treat the one on the left, you make the one on the right worse. So the doctors are just confused. Say, what do we now do to you now? I said, if you should know how to recognize the spirit of death. And of course, a few days later, the man died. Once they called me and said, ah, so some person had this kind of, what did I do? I just got on my knees. Lord, do show him mercy. And of course, after everything, we found that God showed him mercy. And the, man, the way the man recovered, I said, well, the doctors were so happy. Everybody was happy. Even when he, he said that, are you sure I still won't die later? I said, everybody's going to die one day, but it doesn't look like you're going to die now. <laughs> I 
And the best I'm talking about is the doctor. I went to see him. He was like, ah, are we sure? It's like, he wasn't sure he was alive. <laughs> We're telling you, calm down. You're alive. Look, all of us can be in heaven at the same time. Come on, think about it. Where your house? He said, okay. <laughs> Just to give you a small gist. Later I heard some gist he gave some people. While he was unconscious, the people were treating him. He, could, he was aware of it. He said, as if he was sitting down and watching them. And there's somebody sitting with him. So he begged the person, like, I need to wake up and tell them I'm fine. And the person shook his head and said, don't worry about it. So he just sat down and I was watching people struggle over him. This life is spiritual. Why am I saying all of these things? We don't live. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. That word live is to have life, to thrive. To be able to get by, to be able to function, to be able to succeed. That's what it means by live there. Not just to be like alive, no. What it means is that to be able to thrive, to be able to overcome, it's not by bread alone, but by every word. When he used the word alone, it wasn't the same combination. He said the things you are seeing from bread, the things people are trying to achieve with bread, it comes from the entrance of the word. That's what he was saying. He said, but by every word, that proceeds from the mouth of God. What am I saying by all of this? Please, don't get me wrong. I don't want anybody to misunderstand me. I'm not saying doctors are bad. I'm not saying exercise is bad. But like I said, just my tip on exercise, it's good to keep fit. Do you get my point? Yeah, I don't think it's good for you to climb the steps and then you are panting. By the time you reach the third floor. No, no. If that's the case, then you have been watching too much television. You get my point? Move around a bit. I'm not saying it's wrong at all. But I'm just saying the key to life and health is spiritual. It's from the entrance of the word. It's the word of God that gives it to you. That's what I'm saying. The way I see people focus on diet. Now, one of the worst things you can do to your life, as far as I'm concerned, is to read all these funny dieting books. Most of them are very useless. I mean it in literal terms. Most of them are absolutely useless. And the interesting thing about diet is that the same does not work for everybody. I don't know how many persons here know of uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh, if you, you know Jordan Peterson. The other day they interviewed him, I was shocked. He said he eats nothing. The only food he eats is just meat. Cow meat. That's beef. No ketchup on it. I've got no mustard on it. No bread with it. Nothing. Just meat. They said, how? He said, said no, he's not planning to stop. That has worked for him. That he lost 50 pounds. That's about, that's about 20 kg, right? Yeah. A little over 20 kg. If I lost 20, if I lose 20 kg here, let me see who I'll look like. I'll look like this, the junior would day here. 20 kg. I will almost disappear from the pulpit. <laughs> if I show up, they say, ah, when is pastor coming? I say, I'm the one. <laughs> You are working. No, you no, guys will have work to do. OJ and JK, they will have work to do. I have to sew me new clothes. Because this one will turn to Agbada. You know, this looks like no man. Yes. Is that how your Agbada is fine? <laughs> I said, oh, but it's not Agbada. This guy lost 50 pounds eating ordinary, that is nothing but meat. Man, this is the same meat they, tell, they told us is the reason why we have a cholesterol problem. Man is 60 something, I think. 
He said he was overweight, so he started eating only meat. He said he won't recommend it because he won't like it because it doesn't taste nice. The way he prepares his own, you say he puts only salt. I never had that kind of diet before, and I don't want to practice that kind of diet. One woman, she lived to be hundred and something. They said, What's your secret? She said, Her secret is that she eats only pasta and beef. Meat, those are the two things they told us we kill you. So that's her own key. And that one, she says she hates vegetables and fruits. She says she doesn't like vegetables and fruits. And, and how do you argue with results? <laughs> I've also, you, you can't argue with results, though. You can't argue with results, can you? They asked another woman over 100 years of age or thereabout. He said, How did you manage? He said, Avoid men. Men are dangerous. <laughs> He said, these things called men, that they will kill you. <laughs> that how did she manage to live this long? She just kept away from men. Apostle, can you argue with results? <laughs> results terminate insults. That's it. When I hear some people preach, preach, I just laugh. The woman said, avoid men. Meanwhile, a few weeks ago, I found another woman. She's also very old, 90-something, hundred and something how do you manage it? <laughs> how on is that you need a romantic man in your life? <laughs> she said more than that, so I'm just trying to be nice. How on is that? Ah, you can't do without the men. No? Apostle, can you argue with the results? <laughs> results terminate insults. <laughs> yeah. Look, so if you want to be for the results, people have all kinds of things they, they claim to for this and that. So that's why when I say we follow one kind of diet, you'll be jumping. If you have, if you have jumped life from this diet, today you did Atkins diet, tomorrow you did the keto diet, then you do, just know you are confused. You have a spirit of confusion. You need deliverance. You do. You actually need deliverance. Listen, people of God, these things, life is not derived for us from material things. There's a reason why we are believers. That's what I want to emphasize. There's a reason why we are believers. And if truly you are a believer, you must show that you believe something. Yes, what does life come for us? From the word. It's the spirit of life. See, let me tell you what, if you like health, learn how to drink life from the word. That's the primary source of life, the word of God. See, we are not on this earth by chance. No. Somebody created us. The more I contemplate the human body, the functioning of, you know, animal flesh and the human body, I realize that no. Anybody who says to you there's no God is a liar. Statistically, there should be. So a debate. This guy they call Richard Dawkins, I think. Yes. I'm sorry to say, I think he's a very foolish human being. I don't know why anybody listens to Dawkins. He's irrational, as far as I'm concerned. That's my opinion. The things he says, they don't make meaning. And yet, he's currently one of the most, he's among the top three celebrated atheists in the world. He wrote a book called The God Delusion. That God is a delusion. And one man answered him. I like the answer the man gave him. The man said, I also do not believe in that God 
that Dawkins does not believe in. I don't know where I get my point. This man is a Christian. He said, Dawkins, the God you say you don't believe in, I also don't believe in that God. Because that's not what God is like. He said, you ask questions like, who created God? He said, in that case, the painting should ask, who painted Picasso? Did you catch that? Yes. If you look at a painting, you should be able to say, there is no painter. There is no artist. Why? Because the painting should ask, if there is an artist, who painted the artist? I said, wow. He said, you see a beautiful garden? You say, there's no gardener just because you didn't find him there. And there's no owner. The man said, by asking questions like who created God, it has shown to us you don't know who God is. Because he's not in the realm of created beings. So that question is totally illogical. It's irrelevant. He said, you went into the universe, you didn't see God anywhere. He said, do you find Steve Jobs inside your phone? Don't tell me you didn't find God in the universe. If you cannot tell me, did you find Bill Gates inside Microsoft Word? <laughs> this man told the whole you know, program, the code. You won't find Bill Gates inside. So you tell him there's no Bill Gates? Look, you were created. That's what I'm going to emphasize. The, when you check the complexities of life, somebody made it. And that person, Miles Morris will tell us, anything that's created... Except whatever you come from, you must remain attached to that thing in order to live. Say, for example, vegetation came from the earth. Let the earth bring forth vegetation. Say, or put any plant from the soil. How long does it live? Miles Moro taught us that one that time. He said, he said, let the seeds produce this. He said, take the fish out of water. How long will it live? He said, whatever you are made from, you have to remain attached to. Otherwise, you don't survive. Some of the wisdom keys he gave us those days. So when God breathed into man the breath of life, that man has to remain attached to God, otherwise he dies. So if you want life to continue to flow through you, you must remain attached to God. And that's what I'm talking about. By, please read the book. Receive the Holy Spirit. It's very important. Because there are two sides to it, but that, that book addresses one side. If you want to function in life, and succeed in life, you need the Holy Spirit. Now, the emphasis in the book is that, please, don't try, especially as a believer, don't try and function naturally. Make sure you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you're a politician, you must be a politician by the Spirit. I hope you get my point. Yes. You must be. If you're a doctor, be a doctor by the Spirit. Let all these stories I'm telling be different from you, different from your own case. That if a patient comes to see you, listen to this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul said, concerning the things of the Spirit. King James is a spiritual gift, but literally pneumaticals. It means the things of the Spirit. He said, concerning the things of the Spirit, I will not have you ignorant. Some of the things we are talking about now, things we must learn. We must learn about the things of the Spirit. He now described different things there. One of the things he said is descending of spirits. One of the manifestations of the Spirit in your life. We used to think it's something that, you know, pastor, you know, one major problem we have is that we have a limited interpretation of many things in the scriptures. So when you say descending of spirits, you just think that um, only pastors have it. As I say, oh, kaboshkaya. Then, you know, a lot of administration we do is show. Yeah, if you're a minister, please listen to this. Try and remove show from your administration. You will see more manifestations. Mark those words. Just remove show from it. Because we think every word of knowledge is dramatic. I see somebody here. No, 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 no. 
I am convinced most times the word of knowledge operates. Okay? It's not dramatic. As a mother, you can operate mother, word of knowledge in your house. And the funny thing, you will not even know. That is, that it's a word of knowledge. The children will just be saying, how does mommy know this thing, Seth? Say, hey, mommy will catch you. But she's, she's at work now. You know how. That is, yeah, you're in the house. That is, which? <laughs> you know, she sees things from far. And the word, they, they will not use the word, word of knowledge. And you will not even know. You just enter the house. Just shout, victory! Say, mommy, why are you calling me? Who did this? Two of you are looking at each other. And she will not know why she shouted your name first. It's called word of knowledge. It's not just in church. Design of spirits, what are we talking about? You'll be a doctor, a patient will come in. You are, they've done investigations, done investigations. You just look at the patient and say, Madam, nothing is wrong with you. You, you will have finished saying before you like what, what you said. You say, but, you just say, look, listen, every time this happens, have you noticed it's surely after you, you ate this? And the woman said, okay, I never, I never linked the two. He said, well, this thing you swallow thinking you have a stomach pain is the cause of the problem. Everybody has a bit of, you know, maybe you are digesting food, you squeeze through the pylorus at a point in time, you feel a sharp pain, and it goes away. He said, but you, you rush to go and take this medicine, and it gives you pain for the next three hours. Okay. After she leaves you, I wonder, how did I even know that? Word of knowledge. Descending of spirits. Seriously. You just, that is, you went to school, studied anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, pathology, pharmacology, all those things. But when it comes to operating in life as a Christian, you must be empowered by the spirit. You must be. You must be. You must be. And it will not always be dramatic. That's what I want to emphasize. Many times, you know, we are waiting for the, you know, we are so used to pastors performing for us. So you want to get to school assembly ground. And say, I see three children here. Forget that thing. All the children in front of you are 200. You don't need to see three. Just speak. <laughs> I hope you're getting my point. Yes, along the line, you'll be speaking to somebody you don't even know is there. You're just giving an illustration and you are describing somebody's life perfectly. Some of you may because your parents don't help you. Your mother always comes back home by 9.30 and your father comes by 11. That's how you're, not, you, you're talking. No? The one child is listening. Then you will describe the situation. You think you're just giving an example. This is what you should do at such times. And you change somebody's life. You have to operate by the spirit. That's what I'm making. We operate how? By the Spirit. By the Spirit. By the Spirit. Let me get back to the doctor issue. Look, human body is very complex. Extremely complex. Extremely complex. Learn forever. Like I tell medical students, I say, once you graduate, I say, sure, you know you don't know anything. That your brain is empty. You have just been given the license to go and learn. So the other people on the streets, they are worse than you. They can't learn yet. They need to pass through this grooming for six years to empty their brain. Then they cannot go and learn. <laughs> I said, now you have... Yeah, truly, I said, now you can go and learn. If you see a doctor just graduating, don't go and tell him, meet him. Say, think, I'm having this problem. He'll kill you. <laughs> I, know, I know what I'm telling you. <laughs> People that know me, especially relatives, you know, they have this habit. 
doctor gives them a prescription. First thing they do is scan it and send it to me. Many times I say, I say how old is he? Or she? Say, he looks rather young. Has he finished NYC? I think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> One day my sister sent me a prescription. I'm like, is the guy trying to heal you or kill you? So maybe she was having a headache. The guy had written, I got this, this one, that. I said, for headache? I said, there's a dustbin near you. She said, yes, I said, throw it inside. I said, buy anti-malarias and buy paracetamol and go and sleep. I said, thank you, bros. Took anti-malaria, took paracetamol. Two days later, how are you? I said, I'm very fine. I said, don't let that doctor injure you. See, his problem, he's too young. I told the one, one of my colleagues said, he carried his sister. To go and meet, a, a, sorry, quite the brother to go and meet a doctor. And then the doctor finished, said, we do surgery, do this, do this. Ah! He's also a doctor. He said, this is a lot too. He went to another doctor. That one said, is that the problem? Yes. Tell him to drink three liters of water every day. In one month, the whole problem disappeared. Treated with water. Why? He had the experience. He just looked and said, this one, no need to cut anybody. It was, it was stones. He said, give, tell him to drink water. Say, this one, I can dissolve this one with water. They even touch the guy. Say, I'll dissolve with water. Give him the normal amount of water. I gave him some tablets to make him pass a lot of urine. Said, it will disappear. It's too young for us to be cutting him up and down. A month later, <laughs> all halas, gone. How did I get into that? Apostle? I don't know. I was going to by, by the Spirit. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I was talking about by the Spirit and all of that. Yes. So I was going back to that medicine matter. See, the human body is so complex. That's what I'm talking about. It's, now, this is what I'm talking about. They don't mean bad, though. They mean well. They mean well. So you say, patient, to see doctor, see him by the spirit, too. I, I, I quite appreciate that many times doctors are the persons that God will use to bring healing for a lot of people. I appreciate that 100%. But when you are going, pray first. But I was talking about the doctor himself. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Don't think you have read a lot of book. No matter how smart you are, you will, you will kill somebody in trying to do well, trying to do what is right. The human body is so complex. As I told you, I wasn't trying to mock you know, you know, in the profession, no. But that's how complex the human body is. You'll, you'll be confounded. I read the story of one guy one day in one magazine. You know, celebrated neurosurgeon. He was telling the story of his life. He said when he first, as a final year medical student, they brought a patient into the emergency room. He got there, final year student, about to graduate. This was about two weeks before he graduated. He got there, got there, checked everything. You know, student, I walking, walking, he checked and told them that he's dead. So just, that the patient is dead. Then one doctor just came in, pushed him aside, brought out his ring, stuck into the guy's chest, pulled out a lot of blood. <laughs> the guy started, beat, started beating again, started breathing, heart was beating. This, this guy, he wrote the story himself. I read the digest. He said, he left the place depressed. I'm graduating next week or two weeks' time. I just confirmed the living person dead. The most senior person just came with one large syringe. I won't give you this of what really happened. And woke the person up. He left the place devastated like, I'm dead meat. I can't leave this school yet. But he graduated the following week. So he became afraid. After that, he was, he was walking gently with the fear of God the rest of his life. But I'm just trying to show you the, reduce, the limited capacity of human beings. Why you, as a doctor and as a patient, you need to be moved by what? The spirit. That's what I'm saying. You can't be that smart. 
There are things you want to do, you know. These people just tell you, hey, stop. You just are, what is that? You're coming off your colleagues. Please come and help me out here. And it shows you your error. Ha! Ah, my God. There's nothing in this life as Christians we are supposed to do without the Holy Spirit. Including you are going to market to shop. I'm serious about that. You want to go and cook for the house. Give the Lord thanks all you go. Say, Father, thank you. Because the Holy Spirit is with me. Thank you. You are leading me. You know why? People have cooked innocently and killed people. There was one that happened in Enugu about one wedding on this side of town. By the time they finished, bride was dead. Groom, I'm telling you, about eight people died. They ate bad food, botulism. A few years ago, in Enugu here, nobody poisoned them. They wanted to kill somebody. They just used a bad ingredient to cook or store the food wrongly. And those who ate from that side, many of them perished. So anything you are doing, you have to be energized by what? The by the Spirit. That's what I'm making. But how do we get the Spirit? That's my emphasis. Let me not get back there. The words that I speak, Jesus said, they are what? Spirit and they are life. It's as the Word of God is entering you that the Spirit is entering. That's how we Christians get the Spirit into us constantly. Please read that book. Receive the Holy Spirit. I explained inside there. Our emphasis now, because we're talking about how to increase our faith, is on that drive to drink the word of God. You're not just getting intellectual knowledge. No. Many things that will make spiritual sense to you, that if you understand spiritual things, they will, they, will, they, will, they will fit. But it's not just that knowledge you are getting. What you are doing is that you are allowing the spirit to flow into you. Ezekiel said, the spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me. And that spirit that entered me set me on my feet. That's what we call success. For you to be set on your feet to do what God is asking you to do. I was talking about Aji Lutonu. Lutonu calls himself a self-taught engineer. Built his company because a preacher told him that he wanted to go he wanted to serve God. He gave his life to Christ or rededicated his life to the Lord and he wanted to serve. Of course, the only way he understood to serve is to go on missions. So he said, okay, he's going to shut down his engineering company. He's going to manufacture heavy equipment and then go and go to China or Africa or somewhere and go and preach the gospel. But before he would leave, he decided to see the preacher that came to town. And that one told him simply, God needs businessmen as much as he needs missionaries. So he said, ah, so my business can be my mission. The man said, yes, of course. So he abandoned the idea of being a missionary to turn his business to a mission. And the Holy Spirit showed up for him again and again and again. He used to have inspiration to design machines. He didn't go to school to study engineering. Yet, he has so many patents. You just sit down and have an idea. He will sketch and sketch and sketch. And then go and give his trained engineer. He employed engineers in this company. When he finishes sketching, describe what he's supposed to do. He'll give to his engineers. Put that for me in engineering drawings. To take them days and weeks to decode what he's saying. And bring out what really he wants from that sketch for them to put in the proper you know, engineering design. How did they get it? It came in one day, just before he slept, the idea just dropped in his mind and he got up to his and began to sketch. That was designed how? By the Spirit. By the Spirit. By the Spirit. You can read the story of um, George Washington Carver. Why is his name Washington? The name of his slave owner. He was a slave was freed later in life. 
The man had the inspiration. Black man does this addressed in American Congress. He's a scientist. I think it was a botanist or agriculturist or something like that. Brought a lot of products out of the peanuts. And they said he spent most of his time studying the scriptures. His ideas were supernatural. His ideas were supernatural. They were not... Look, of course, when, when supernatural is brought down to the earth, after a while it becomes natural to somebody else. It taught people shifting cultivation. Taught them how to control pests. How to improve yield of both cotton and um, groundnuts. Taught products, how to make products. So many, I've forgotten how many scores of products he brought out of the peanuts. Is the reason? He, just, he, said he, he just bowed down and said, Lord, show me something about the peanuts. Or this person say, you want to know about the peanuts? Yes, let's start. And over years, you wake up one day, have an idea, test it to work out. To release that one. Test things. All this was just showing him things. If you go and read the story of Solomon, ha, Solomon had wisdom. You know, people have to say, Solomon was a foolish man. Solomon was not foolish. He was foolish in his personal life. Because if you, of course, if you, if you, if you marry, I don't know. I'm looking for where the cutoff point is, where your foolishness begins to manifest. I think once you cross number one, you don't begin, you don't begin abnormal. So in his personal life, he had a lot of foolishness. I agree. But in his ministerial life, that is in the functioning of the assignment that God gave him, he had wisdom. Solomon used to teach classes. People don't know that. He used to give lectures. You write poems. Oh man, that guy was. No, you see, when God says something, he's not joking. God told him that he'll give him the kind of wisdom that nobody before him ever had. And even after him. Do you know, until Jesus came, nobody was as wise as Solomon. You couldn't beat it. It's not because it's not intellectual rigor. It's not. It wasn't, it wasn't intellectual. It was spiritual. No genetic testing. Who's the mother of this baby? The young boy looks. What happened to that first, the first baby? He's dead. This one is alive. Two of them are fighting on whose baby is dead, whose baby is alive. He said two babies. Okay, kill both of them. He said, cut both of them in two now and share the babies. And of course, the moment he said it, huh, some elders in Israel said, sir, excuse me, sir, in case you did not know, you will convert the living one to a dead one. I always tell people, I say, look, be careful when you are dealing with the words of a prophet. They're not always reasonable. Jesus came to Peter. Cast your net on the other side. Peter said, excuse me, sir. <laughs> we know your story. The carpenter. We are the fishermen. <laughs> when you were carpenting, we were fishing. Sir, out of respect, I will say this nicely. We have toiled all night. We didn't catch anything. It is not the side that matters. The fish does not go to one side. We've toiled all night. We didn't catch anything. But good enough, Peter has seen some strange things about him. He said, so that we won't offend you anyway. Let's just do what you say. You know? He said, nevertheless, at thy word. No, that thing, many of us will think that, oh, he claimed it by faith. No, he said, let me not offend him. Yes. A prophet speaks to you sometimes. Like I tell my wife that I'm your prophet. Sometimes just, what I'm saying may not be said. Just say, so that my husband will not be Let me just do it like this. That's what they call nevertheless, at thy word. That's it. Of course, he cast the net at the word, that what Jesus said, and then you saw what happened. That was victory by the Spirit. The man made success of that thing by the Spirit, not because he knew how to, but because the Spirit spoke to him and brought the results of fishing. 
into his life. Please, I hope you are following the point I'm making all of these things. So what are we doing? We just want to drink of the Spirit of God. We want to drink of the Spirit. We want to drink of the Spirit. We want to drink of the Spirit. Don't watch it in cover. It's the Holy Spirit that began to give him insight. I was talking about Solomon, right? Yes. Solomon said, caught it. They were trying to be reasonable about what he's saying. That he was saying. It wasn't about reason. The man was inspired by the Spirit. He knew what he was doing. He didn't understand. Of course, the soldier, very dutiful, the word of the king, brought out the sword, collected the baby. Ah, the real one that shouted, no, sir, let her have him. That was the genetic test Solomon needed. I don't want to start another line of thought. Somebody said that, what if the other woman was just like that, then she does not deserve to have the baby? I don't know whether you're getting my point. That is, you know, there are two women. The one we believe is a false mother. Said, yes, divide them. Divide the baby. I said, there's a small chance she was actually a useless mother. And she's the real mother. But if she was like that, then God said, you don't even deserve the baby anyway. So the one that Solomon gave it to is the real spiritual mother. It's wisdom. The point I make is that that wisdom is not normal. It's not average. It's not. It's not. This small boy sat as king in Israel. Over the next few years, after a few judgments, everybody was afraid of they said, no, 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 this man, God is with him. And that's what you need in your life. Somebody say, by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Yeah, that's it. So, we're not learning, you no, know, just for intellectual satisfaction. No, that's not what we are doing. We are drinking of the Spirit. That's what we are doing. We are drinking of the Spirit. I've been saying, so the person who really desires that flow of the Spirit in his life, in her life, is manifested. You know, I said, learn to read what? Science. Learn to read signs. If anybody says, now listen to this clearly. If anybody says, I want the spirit, and the only thing he's doing is praying for the spirit in this generation, tell the person that I said he does not want the spirit. Listen, you don't tarry in ignorance. You know, before when I started learning the word of faith and stuff like that, they used to say something like, you don't need to tarry for the Holy Spirit. People don't need to tarry. You don't need to tarry. You can receive now. You can receive now. <laughs> I have learned that it's not so. You should tarry. Those who receive now have tarried already. Now, what was wrong with the tarrying thing they were angry with? People would just go and stand and say, we're time for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come. After one day, ten hours, Holy Spirit did not come. You come next day. Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come. So the preachers now came and said, tarrying is wrong. But tarrying is really not wrong. Is how they were tarrying that was wrong. I talked about it in that book. See, before God can pour that spirit into you, before he pours the spirit a lot of times, not a lot of times, before he pours the spirit routinely, you have to be prepared. You have to, he has to prepare you. So why the disciples were able to receive the day the Holy Spirit came was because they were prepared. And many people want to receive the Holy Spirit now. They are not prepared. They are not prepared. They have not been instructed well enough. That's the truth. You may say, ah, some people receive the first they give their life to Christ. Go and check your scriptures well. People still gather again to pray, and the Holy Spirit still comes upon them again. So there are different, you know, degrees you can receive depending on how well prepared you are. So this is what I tell you about preparation. Preparation is not to just stand there and be, you know, shouting, hey, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come, that's tiring. You know what tiring is about? Tiring is about learning. 
Time is about knowing what the Holy Spirit will do in you because many times the Holy Spirit comes, people don't even know the Holy Spirit is there. When they were in school, I had one funny experience. One of our brothers, <laughs> he came for a program we had <laughs> that day. We were just praying for people somewhere. Sunday, I heard one shouting. No? I don't know who prayed for him, but the anointing came upon him. The guy was speaking in tongues so loud, filled the whole auditorium. All of them like, what is up with that guy? Then he now had, now seriously, this was a young man, first year student on campus. I can tell you this, he had this spirit of joy that came upon him. He was smiling like from here to here. <laughs> no, the excitement on his face was something else. You could see it, he was smiling. There was not the one strength, he was hugging everybody. If you, know, if you knew him later, you know that was odd because he's a very quiet person. He would just go, you just, just give me a hug. <laughs> he was so happy. <laughs> so the program ran for a few days. I think the next day or two days later, they called for people who want to receive the Holy Spirit to come out and pray for. When I saw him, I was among those who they gave the job to go and minister to people. So I came and saw him. You? <laughs> what are you doing here? He said, I came to receive the Holy Spirit. So I was looking like, but what happened? Like, is it yesterday or two days ago? He said that when he got to his room, he didn't, he didn't feel like that again. That when he was praying, he was praying in other tongues, but that one was not coming from his stomach. I didn't know how to explain this, sir. Must he always come from your stomach? <laughs> Honestly, I drove him away from there. <laughs> He said, that, I said, he said that one was coming from my stomach. That's what he told me. Young student, you know, <laughs> I didn't know how to tell him. He said, bros, it will not always come from your stomach. Hmm? The Holy Spirit does not always get you hyper excited. That's what I know to make. That first day, he, the thing hit him hard. It was the kind of person you say, this one drunk. That's how he was behaving. So he expects to be drunk perpetually. Listen. <laughs> Listen, you drink of the spirit after a while. Like I told you that time, when Jesus drank of that spirit, you know what happened to him? He got up and walked away like nothing happened. At the time the spirit feels you like that, you get accustomed to his presence. He doesn't hyper-excite. I hope you're getting my point. But it doesn't mean he's not there. And that's one reason why you have to be trained. Do you get my point? As soon as it happened, you know Peter knew what happened. He said, this is that which was spoken by Joel. If he did not know that, he would have wondered, are they drunk? Me too, I'm wondering now. This is my brethren. We've been here praying now. Okay, you know that time, Brother Jude went out. I've been suspecting that guy. He must have gone to bring something for everybody. Everybody be quiet. I don't want to hear anything. Everybody sit down, sit down. Everybody sit down. Everybody. Then the Holy Spirit will disappear. But because he had been taught. So, tiring is not wrong. It's what you are tiring doing that's the issue. You've prayed for the Spirit. You believe the Holy Spirit has come. Then what do you do? Every day, you take the word and drink it. Take the prophetic word and fill your heart with it. That's how Christians tarry. It's taking the word and filling your heart with it. When you are doing that, you are drinking of that spirit on a constant basis. Please read that book, Receive the Holy Spirit. So let me not spend all my time teaching that because I explained it in details in that book. But what are we supposed to do? Like I said, we continue to go for the word. That is how we drink of life. Let me go back to the health matter. Eh? Please, people go for checkup. Do spiritual checkup also. Let me tell you the things that kill. 
I'll just rough through some of them in my mind. One, wrong ambitions. They're not good for your blood pressure. They're not good for your eyes. Yeah, it's not good for your blood vessels in your brain. You have to kill it. Kill it. You know, believing wrong things. You know, there are some people who just always believe bad. Now, I'm going to get practical about that. Sometimes I talk to people. One of my classmates said something to me the other day. He's like, he said, he noticed I don't believe in, I'm looking for the word he used now, as if like charging against um, constituted authority. You understand, like the president, you know, a head of department, a governor, and all of that. And, you know, that, I said, yes, that's true. He said, doesn't mean you should never query what they do. I said, I do, actually, I do. I said, the only reason why you don't notice, I told him, is that people are so negative that when I have something critical to say, I hardly find people who can take it, you know, objectively and not get into, we have useless leaders. This country is finished. That, you know, so that I said, if I do tell them the things I'm thinking that's negative, I pour, this was a joke I cracked about it, I said I pour non-subsidized fuel into fire that's already burning. So I'd rather keep away. So even if I find something that is not really in order, that my head of state is doing, I said, I won't bring it here. I said, there are people I will talk to. I said, why is your God doing like this? I said, but you people, no, I won't. Because he said, yes, we knew he was clueless. No matter how clueful you are, you will do some things I don't understand. Most certainly. It doesn't mean you're wrong. But certainly you will do something that is not really right. I mean, David was a, the Jews are still looking forward to the days of David again. Yet, one day he said, number Israel. Joab says, sir, we can't do that. He said, I said, number my men of war. Joab said, sir, you know you told us. Samuel told us, you were the one that said that we're not supposed to. He said, the days of Samuel are gone. I am the king now. Joab, hear what I said? Was he right? Of course, we know he was wrong. So no matter how good you are, you will do some things wrong. But it doesn't mean Joab will go around challenging the authority of David every day. If he did, they will never conquer anything. I hope you're getting my point here. So I said, listen, it's not like we don't. I said, but the truth is that I don't see people you can engage with who will just be objective and they're not angry. Hey, they're just as useless man we have as the head of state. So if you point at anything that is wrong, that, that you think is not appropriate that he's doing, immediately they ask for the armamentarium of accusations. I said, sorry, that's why I don't join you guys. You now say that, no, no, okay, that I know him, that, that's okay. I should come behind and talk to him privately. I said, okay, no problem, I will do that. Now where I'm going is that, please, you can't go around life full of bitterness and be negative about every situation. It's not good for your health. Talking about to check on your health. It's not good for your health. You have to get anger and bitterness and vexation and all kinds of things that burden your soul out. People are checking cholesterol level and are looking at them. By the way, okay, let me not start medical talk. No, I will start small. <laughs> Please, if anybody comes marketing a drug to you, never buy it. You're trying to? Never buy it. If they come knock at your door, this supplement it's going to change your life. Just close your door in the person's face. Make sure he hits his nose so he won't come back there again. In most civilized parts of the world, apart from the United States, you don't market healthcare things. You don't. America is the only place on earth that I know. There may be some other crazy places, but where they allow doctors to advertise their skills, allow lawyers to advertise their skills, in most parts of the world, 
You can't. Have you ever seen an architect saying that I can design your building? Is it allowed? I've never seen it. In Nigeria, you won't see a doctor tell you, I'm very good at this. We will remove his license the, the, the day before. But you're allowed to advertise services that you cannot say, endoscopic surgery is now available. Do you get my point? Yeah. You see where I'm going? When you're a professional, you're not, America is only that I know that they will allow you to advertise drugs to common people. In Nigeria, you can advertise your specialist drugs, all right, to in specialist journals. Do you get my point? Okay, like now, maybe you're making one drug that can cure heart disease. You don't put it in Guardian newspaper. It doesn't go into this day. But it can go into the Nigerian Journal of Medicine because it's going to be read by doctors. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah. Now, the idea is that in those professions, you are not allowed to make gain the primary reason you are pushing things to people. Americans who advertise to the average person and say, ask your doctor about Prozac. So they say, you come, they say, now nah, give me Prozac. He say, but you don't need it. Your head looks correct. He say, no. You harass the patient, doctor until they give. Of course, subtle pressure. But we're not allowed to do that. Okay? Now, why am I saying all of this? If anybody comes marketing any drug to you, I give you the instruction under heaven. Don't buy it. Don't believe anything he's saying. Gain is pushing him, not your health. Did you hear what I said? What is pushing the individual is what? Gain. Not your health. Some people have been marketing herbs that come from China. Supplements. You see them, they say they are, they, are, they are marketing supplements. Never buy. I hope you know. Let me tell you something. I hope you know that taking supplements is dangerous to your health. Yes, many of you are aware. Hmm? Hmm? They wake up in the morning, they shock multivitamin. Statistics have shown unless you were sick, you are likely to die quicker. That's not a joke, oh, that's not a joke. Oh. I'm not joking. Oh. When I'm joking, I'll let you know. You will see the smile in my face. I will begin laugh. This one is not a joke. Yeah, people don't know that. I see people, they don't know it. They don't know it. If you take healthy people, start giving them multivitamins, all right? And you take it regularly. And you take another group, you don't give them. Cancers show up more in those who take the multivitamins than those who don't. Fact. Check me out. You want to, let me teach you small medicine. You are to give vitamin supplements to two groups, well, a, a few groups of people. But all of them, you must show that they need it. You've demonstrated that they have a deficiency or they are at risk of a deficiency. For example, you can give a pregnant woman multivitamins because there's this little growing guy there. Thank you. Little growing somebody that is sucking it. It can remove it from the mother's brain. If that's the only place where you can find it. The baby needs folic acid. Needs, and it just be collecting calcium. Mommy, if you don't eat well, I take from your bone. That's all. <laughs> so generally, we encourage pregnant women. Eat well. I know people that don't take anyone. They just improve their diet. Eat for, because you are eating for two. So those are people you are allowed to give multivitamin supplements to. Somebody who is sick. So, for that reason, has not been able to get me. You've diagnosed for certain reasons that he has deficiency of this. You give to replace. Or, this person is having this problem. He's losing vitamins. You have to replace it. But normal people who are going jogging, 
who are going to work, it's been shown that when you give them multivitamins, you give them cancer at the end of the day. Not all of them, but a higher number of them than average people. But you know, the average person does not, on the road does not know. But one woman who says, I have two children to take care of, has gone to join marketing line. They now give her products to go and market and knock at your door. Ah, say, once you just drink this one, all your sins will be washed away. <laughs> and they are collecting your money. If I remember one day, one woman said she come and buy aloe vera drink. Now, first, you jam the wrong person, number one. Number two, when I heard the price, even if I wanted to buy, no, I need to sit on this thing for a while because a lot of people are listening to me. They are in trouble. They come and sell you. <laughs> Met a man of God the other day was drinking. So I said, you carry that cup? And he said, yes, when I put water inside, it becomes alkaline. I said, okay, please. <laughs> but very good man, very good man. He said, he said, I can't argue with you. You know you are trained. I said, thank you, sir. I said, all the alkaline you drink, do you know what's inside your stomach? Acid. Once you enter that place, you know, neutral, it become like that. I explained to him how the body is designed by God between the lungs and the kidneys to regulate the acidity of your body. You don't need to drink alkaline water. Are you mad or something? And they've turned into a business. This is how you know it's fraud. It was invented to collect your money. Did they tell you natural spring where they can get alkaline water? They're defrauding people anyhow. Some people came one day, said, hey, let me tell you how they defraud people. Hey, about God, let me finish my spiritual message today. But God said, my children are suffering, so help them. Some people came one time, said they are selling titanium pots. You are not in blessed, they can't sell them to you. I hope you did not buy. Anyway, you will buy if you have not been given offerings. That's how we'll catch them, apostle. Those who have not been given to the gospel, they will give to titanium. You know what is, how they said titanium pot? They will carry the pot my wife is using to cook that my children have washed properly, that they have scrubbed, and it's shining, clean. They will take it, put water inside, they put it on the fire. Say, watch it. Now, test in your house, it works. After you boil the water for a while, you let it cool down, you see a thin film of oil on the surface. You say, you see? Your clean pot is really not clean. That there are some crevices in the corners where dirt and gems and all those things are hiding. But then when you buy our pot, and they are really, it's made of some alloys that is smooth on the surface and has no crevices for anything to hide. So when you wash it, it washes entirely. So he said, you see, you won't be eating things like this. Now let me just tell you something you did not know. See, those impurities you are eating is part of your health. If you, do, if you don't eat bacteria, you will die quicker. All, you know, people. <laughs> My wife is not a perfect human being, eh? but there was one thing I don't know who taught her when she started having children. Eh? She refused to give them special water. Any water she's drinking, if the one month old looks at the water too much, put it for your mouth. From her cup to your mouth, Akilu drank normal water. From the dead in Mama Kacha. Other women will boil the water. My wife said, Who will be boiling water for? Do you know how long you are going to live? How long will I boil water? <laughs> I told her, A woman of God. It is true. The first few days of life, the baby must acquire his gems. 
Sister, would you people don't even see? Okay, sorry. I've learned that the baby is sucking. He's sucking gems. The mother's nipple is not clean. Some people go and boil their nipple before they breast the baby. of gems. There's nothing you can do about it. And I said that you boil your pot, you boil it, and the, listen, let me just tell you what you do. I told, I told somebody that the person almost shouted. I said, you don't even need to bathe with antiseptic soap. The gems on your body are not meant to be killed. And they're not killable. Once you bath, finish, you dive on the bed that your husband has been sitting on. He has not changed his boxers in 24 hours. <laughs> All your gems are waiting for you. <laughs> See, <coughs> just buy normal soap. This normal toilet soap they call them white. They come in all kinds of colors these days. Choose the color you like most. <laughs> Choose the perfume you like most. Bath and rinse your body. All this one, it kills 99% of gems. You will die if they kill 99% of your gems. Your gems are not meant to be killed. You can't kill them. They are tenacious. God put them there for a reason. No gems, no vitamin K. And the gems on your body, you know what they do for you? They are there waiting for the bad ones. They are mostly good gems. They are, so when you kill them, they are like, Oga, why are you poisoning us? You, we, are, we are your friends. But somebody wants to make money, tell you, anti-shepty show, anti-shepty show, remove the gems. And you, you know, I'm very foolish now. You don't you just say, ah, I ran today, I'm sweating, I need to remove gems. Bath, bros, you don't need to remove the gems. Just bath. Normal soap. Even if not native soap, that do do one, use it. Doesn't matter. Just don't use soap that peels your skin. Who use their money to buy expensive pot. Oh, do you know the price of the pot? In today's Naira, a set is like three million. Oh, 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 yeah. you can't. <laughs> yeah, they give you a set of pots. Those days, before that, it was, over, was one million naira when naira was still going for like 180 to the dollar. The three million I told you, I'm just being conservative. When naira was going for about 180 to the dollar, they were sending for a million. Naira is 700 now. So, look, look, look. I, I, of course, those things they don't bother. Why I just say like this? I'll be looking at them. So because you, ha- you hear what this man said now, Obina said he can't be tempted. <laughs> those who can be tempted, they are the ones being tempted. There are some things. I told that man that day, I said, okay, don't waste yourself carrying cocoa. They said when you pour inside, it's all it, they are all scams. Scams to collect your money. When I see the way people pursue health products. You want to know on the average, you do more harm to yourself than good pushing those things. They were designed to help some people build houses. Yeah. Train their children while depriving your own children of normal nutrients. You want good nutrients, go to the market where they are selling fresh vegetables. Buy. That's it. Occasionally you are passing. This garden egg they sell. Buy. Eat. When you see oranges, buy. Eat. Buy fruits. If you have green leaf in your compound, 
Check the ones that are edible. Eat them. Stop using your God-given money to be pursuing things that are imported from China. You say you need ginseng. Why didn't God plant ginseng in Nigeria if I needed it? Nonsense. I'm helping some people this morning. You could just let me preach my message, eh? Let me finish helping you. Let them know be scammed. I told you, once they bring health product to you, don't buy. That's the summary of the guide. Once they health product and they bring to sell to you, do not buy. I instruct you, don't buy. And please don't try to be your own doctor. Because some people say that they, you know, yeah, they, 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 they are trusting God. No, they are own doctor. That's one I don't understand. Like I tell you, if you want to trust God, trust God. But don't be your own doctor. He said, go to hospital and say, I'm not going. Then you sit in the house and be reading journals on vegetable, vegetable cures. Bros, you're ready? Look, just go and see a doctor. Okay? Just go. You can't be your own doctor prescribing for yourself. Some people that annoy me, you, they, they won't let you talk. That man I told you I met, I'm a very honorable man. He said, no, I won't argue with you, please. Educate me. When I finished, he said, okay, it's true. The day they told me, I was asking this question. He said, but thank you for answering it. So I'll be arguing with you. This sugar is bad for you. I look at them, I said, do you know who you are talking to? He said, if you eat sugar, you will die. I said, don't say that to an African. He doesn't see sugar to eat. Do you know how much Dangote is charging for sugar? Do you know why your bread is expensive? Wheat is costly, sugar is costly. Who give you sugar? Who give you now? And not even when I see poor people pretend like they have rich man's problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I don't get. I don't get. So I don't eat egg. I don't eat this. You are looking at him like, you. who give you egg? Like somebody said, look, you don't know the sins you can commit until you, have it, until you can afford it. You are solving problems. Yes, now. Have you seen Americans eat? Those things are meant for Americans. Everything is sugar. Everything is sugar. Buying Coke and Fanta and Sprite and 7-Up is oftentimes far cheaper for them than buying clean water. But you, look, no matter what uh, um, ever, Ragulis, Father and back, all of them make us water. It's cheaper than Coke, you know now. If you now buy the one that's in sachet like this, one bottle of Coke, six of this one. You are not eating enough sugar. They say, if you drink sugar, it will cause diabetes. I hope you know sugar does not cause diabetes. I don't know. People just come and be telling lies to Christians. This man turned his head like, did you say that? I did. I won't say more than that. If you want to know what's causing diabetes, go and ask this young man. If he can't tell you, I fail him. He's doing an exam right now. I just select his number and say, fail that guy. Fail that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good. Oh, I get, I'm, I'm, I'm almost lost inside. I'm trying to deliver. Let me say it again. I just feel like saying it. Please, if somebody comes to market any health product to you, do not buy. Please, I beg in the name of the Lord, do not buy. They are not trained. Some of them are very wayuric. You know what they call wayuric? Yeah, they wear a white coat and put the stethoscope in their pocket. It's a fraud. No doctor will ever knock on your door to sell you anything. The doctor will charge you to talk to him. I hope you're getting my point. So he ain't coming to your door to knock. So when you see anybody at your door of your office and he wears a white coat and he puts his stethoscope in his pocket, he's a froster. He's a froster. They're all over the place. That will give you health advice. There's one woman I used to know on television in those days. She would go and read one of our pathology textbooks, medical textbooks, read it. 
when she finishes describing to you, you think she knows what she's doing. It's, her treatment is when the thing will now come. Say so you will take aloe vera, squeeze it like this, put lemon inside, and you can reach me on this number, 080-111-222-333444. I said, that's why you keep. But very intelligent young woman, very brilliant. She will go and cram everything pathology is saying. She knows it. She will display it on television. Say, what is the cure? The T-cell hyperactivity. Now, many of you don't know what I talked about, but it's, it's, it's really true. She will explain it. The reason why I have this problem is because your T cells are interacting with your macrophages, and your macrophages have eaten this and that and that. Ah, I look like oh girl, you know Bugo. This is correct stuff, man. We'll soon get there. He says so, man. Um, doctor, no, native doctor, doctor so so so. Yeah, she was native doctor. Yeah, seriously, 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 seriously. So what are we supposed to do? Then she will now start her cooking marathon. She had to chop garlic, mix it with aloe vera, mix it with lime, and mix this one, and strain it, and drink it. And I was like, excuse me, ma, you did not read these two from the same book. The book that taught you T-cells and macrophages do not discuss, those books, they do not discuss this kind of cure. They will now put her phone number at the end. Of course, we will now be calling her Osaheba. Please don't be your own doctor. I, Apostle, I'm trying to get to my message. Don't be your own doctor. Don't. Don't. Don't buy any health product from anybody that comes marketing it to you. Don't. You don't need food supplements. You need food. You hear what I said? You don't need food supplements. You need food. You need food. Eat it. Know that old story about balanced diet? You remember know balanced diet? What is the components of food? Carbohydrates, proteins, fat and oil, vitamins, minerals, and water. All right? Just eat them. To, you know where you get vitamins from? Mostly. The specialist area is vegetables and fruits. Okay? Try and eat good food. Eat in good quantities. Don't eat too much of it. Don't eat too little. Please. If you are dieting too much, you become sick. Many people are trying to lose weight, are come, becoming sick. They don't know. Because your food contains a lot of things you are looking for. You can't be shedding, uh, what they call it, oh, vitamins. Oh. You can shed fat, shed carbohydrate, but don't shed your vitamins. And when you are not getting it, you are falling sick. Apostle, I think we have to leave this thing. I'm tired. <laughs> Just trying to help people. I hope I've helped you enough. Yes. Apostle, please, I did not. As they are going, I'll be asking everybody, how much did you spend on supplement the last one year? Bring half of the money. I want to give the pastor. Yeah? Victor will help you. He's already smiling there. Where's my Benga? Benga to there. When Benga squeeze face for them, they'll bring the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Lord is good. Let me get back to my message. Right now, I'm so lost. I don't know. I don't know where I began from now. No, I know where I began from. Let me try and find out where I was. Oh, the Lord is good. Okay, so, we drink of the Spirit by aggressively going after the knowledge of God. Like I said, we're not trying to just get intellectual things into our hearts, even though spiritual intelligence comes to us. Yes, that's important. We grab spiritual intelligence, but that's just half of it. Beyond the grasping and grabbing of spiritual intelligence... We also drink of the empowering spirit of God in our lives. 
That is where, you know, I went to that and explained that that's where our health comes from. That's where our health comes from. He said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. He said, for their life to those who find them and medicine to their whole flesh. He said, their medicine to their flesh. I will now say, oh yeah, I now remember where I went into that. That's if you are looking for long life and health, do spiritual checkup. Yes, no, I remember that. That these are the things you do. Number one, I said, um, remove, and I was speaking randomly. Yes. I said, remove bitterness, remove anger. There are people that they are just negative about everything. I said, it's hurting you. It's hurting you. Yes, I was saying that. Stop telling lies. It's very, the Bible says you mustn't do it. Keep your mouth from speaking evil and keep deceit from your tongue. What does it mean to speak evil? Always speaking bad about situations. Again, you know, I always digress. See, there's a new government on seat. Eh? As long as they are there, pray for them. Do you know why? If you don't, they won't bless you. It's a spiritual thing. You will not be complaining tomorrow. The decision did not favor you. It won't favor you because you were not blessed. It was deliberate. It's not an accident. God said you, you will not be blessed. Keep your mouth from speaking evil. He says, seek peace and do what? Pursue it. Now, let me just drop something for you. Don't do back. You know what I said? Don't do back. Yeah, it's imp- that just dropped in my mind. You have a neighbor. He parked his car and disappeared. Nobody could move out. So your mind, you are waiting. And tomorrow you wait. Make sure his, his car, his wife's car, they are inside. You now park your car there and jack one tire. And put off your phone. And your wife said, Honey, don't do that. And I said, No, 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 no. No. I want him to know. <clears throat> your wife says, Honey, don't do that. Now, if, if, look, if you touch my key, it's because your wife, you even remove the tire because you know she can't jack tire. You, rem- you, you know, Coco gets spared before. So you remove your this tire, you wheel it to this broken and leave it there. Now come back three hours later. You see the man standing there. And you know he can't talk. He knows what happened three days ago. <laughs> ah, okay, Ochena, good morning. No. Did I block you? <laughs> the man said, no, no, you didn't block me. In fact, you were helping my car race around the neighborhood. Thank you for your help. He knows what you are doing. People of God is evil. What did I say? It's evil. Don't do it. Don't do it. Some of you said, but pastor, I feel like doing it good. You know what? Let me tell you what to do. Go and meet the man. Knock his door. Say, you know what? I feel like doing it. I want to block you completely. I just want you to know. Then go away. At least that will satisfy your conscience, your, your anger small. Don't do back. No, I've said it before. Some people are having in-law problems. It's... You don't know how, you know, your mother-in-law doesn't like you and you don't like her back. Something's wrong with you. If your mother-in-law doesn't like you, you must love her extra. I hope you're getting my point. Don't repay evil with evil. Now, it's for your own health, though. We are doing check-up. Is that not what we are doing? We are doing check-up. And you know, I tell you, learn how to interpret science. I must finish my message today. Please, all those of you who are enjoying this free medical talk, you are not going anywhere. But let me finish with this thing. <laughs> See, I was saying something to you, eh? These things are for your own health's sake. 
So I want to say something to you. Learn how to read signs. It's very important. Learn how to do what? Read signs. Okay? Yeah, that's what I want to say. Learn how to read signs. If you are waking up at night and you can't sleep, even though you want to sleep. Now, there's a way you sleep early. I do that a lot of times. Maybe by 8 o'clock you have collapsed on the bed. And then you now wake up at 1 o'clock. You can't say I find it hard to sleep, bros. You've already done five hours of sleep. When people say, I don't know, I don't know why I can't sleep. Why should you sleep? Come on, look at how long you have slept. So that, I'm not talking about people like you. People like you have overslept. So God said, go and pray. You'll be away from one o'clock to three. That one is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about you go to bed normally. You get to the bed maybe around 10, 11, maybe 12. Then two o'clock you wake up and you can't sleep again. And I count how many trucks are driving at night. Zoom. Zoom. And you're wondering where they are going. Your neighbor's dog, three houses down, backs. You open the window to check why it is backing. It's not your dog. It's not the next house. It's three houses down. Then you go and open your gate to check whether there's anything on the street. Because you can't sleep. It's a sign. Something is wrong. That's what I'm saying. Learn to read signs. Every time there's a problem, you catch it. If they say there's kata, you are the first to get it. So it does the day now you. Everything is a sign. Then they check your blood pressure, it has gone up. It's a sign. I don't want to get into medicine thing now, but okay, let me just say. Sometimes I've had this encounter again and again. Somebody will come and say, doctor, say, I have high BP. I say, how many times has he measured it? Say one time. I said, the doctor okay. The doctor it cannot be okay. We all know. You don't say somebody has high because you measured it once. There's what we call white coat hypertension. Your sight, when they see doctor, they get high BP. Normal people. Once you strap machine on their hand, they have say, oh, Mogbe. <laughs> Before you see somebody has a BP, you have to, it has to come again and again. Sometimes you give him drugs will calm him down. He gets accustomed to you measuring it. It will take some weeks before you make up your mind. For some reason, we just bring out prescription. Some of you have started taking things. Just be swallowing. And then the thing is habit for me. If you don't take it, it goes up. So learn to read signs. Your baby is up. All of those things is a sign something is wrong. You may not know what it is. Go and pray and say, Lord, what is it? You've heard this testimony I used to illustrate a lot of times. It happened to me years ago, the time I was getting married. I was awake for hours. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Ah. Well, like the third or fourth day. No, no. More than that, I think. But quite a number of days. I said, what's going on here? Ah, Father God, I'm not sleeping. Then, the Spirit just said to me, you are worrying. I said, what? This is what they call worry. Then I did not know I was worried. I thought I was planning. Some of you, you worry about everything. No, some of us, let me say us, because all of us, you don't look like, say, hey, now, wow, I never even buy land. Okay, oh. The next day you come, I never even buy land. It's like a kind of newspaper. They are checking. Own land without stress. Ah, you've collected their phone. <laughs> As you are driving around the town, that's what you are checking. You no, know, you see those billboards anywhere. They put one very fine house that they can't build. They just put it there. When you finally get to that neighborhood, you won't believe the kind of compound that's around you. That one would then draw, not draw. 
3D rendering. All those fine, fine, fake things people put on billboards. You now be see, you've seen it. Still, so you take the number. You say, call this number immediately. The first 500 people will get 1.5 million naira discount. Everybody's winning the first 500. Because are you counting? You say quickly, tell your husband, let's count, let's call her, let's call her, let's call her. The husband said, their deposit, sweetheart, is 4 million. At least let's call first. You harass the poor man until they say, oh, you didn't mean it, but then if you pay immediately, we will see how we can get you into the discount group. And the marketers, that's how they are. They say, ah, you called late. You are the number 576 person. The discount is the first 500, but I know what I can do for you. If you can pay between now and end of the week, I'll tell my boss you're number 480. Don't worry. It's a lie. They've not gotten up to 200 calls. <laughs> also, make sure you bring your money <laughs> in the first, in that one week. Now start running up and down. And I say, Apostle, please, I don't know whether you have 4 million you are not using. <laughs> And I also think that, is there a problem? Somebody is sick, needs emergency surgery. He said, no, there's this house they are selling. Ah. Say, bros, me say, if I have me too, I will buy the house. Leave that. <laughs> no, truth, you are worried. Someone will tell you that buy real estate. It is the only investment that is real. It's a lie. They say, buy real estate. It's the only investment that is real. Wait till they remove Ganduji and put... <laughs> What's the name of the new guy? Abba what? Abba. Abba Gida. Yes. When they bring bulldozer like this, face your district, you know that there's nothing real about your real estate. <laughs> or you go and buy land, one portion of Biniwe or Baseki they vex for. Or Baseki went there, cleared houses people have lived in for 15 years. They bought genuinely from the community. With sea of wood, they thought. At the end of the day, they said no, it's government land. Ah. They said it's government land. They, brought, they said no, this land is owned by the state government. They brought bulldozers and pulled the houses down. And they, how many houses? It was about 100, 150 houses. Ooh, not two houses. That's how you know that your real estate is not real. That's when they are deceiving you. Then go and buy from Nikkei people. Deceiving that you have real estate. There's nothing really about real estate. If you live in a house that's your own, just be thanking God for it. And so one of my guys go buy, go buy land. Buy land. Fence some. Good area. One part of any good here. Then one day, they house, and they knock the Say, bros, Supreme Court has ruled. What you concern Supreme Court? I sue person up there, sue me. They say, no. One community sued the other community. That the community you bought from lost. Now, you know those cases have been, being caught dragging for like 15 years. So the community finally won. And they are located to one young man in their community. The land he had done everything. Thank God, never been built house. Fenced it well, everything. That one now said that, well, somebody's offering me, is it uh, 5 million? That's some years ago. But just bring 3 million. Land that he finished. Thank God for cooperative. He quickly rushed. Cooperative, I beg, deliver me. 
One community boy wants quickly borrowed three million because he gave the boy the boy and the boy I'm, uh, look okay, I'm just just because of we don't know who knows tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told him flat. Otherwise, I sell this land to another person for five million. So I'm giving two million and I just did dash you. Say okay, thank you, sir. <laughs> On your real estate. If anybody tells you buy land, real estate is real. That don't deceive me. And so people go cano, go buy land until governor change. That's the end of it. Some people bought land. <laughs> you know, Erufai, some people don't like Erufai. Me, I people like him. Your problem with him is not my problem. I, have I know why I like Erufai. First tenure, some governors don't try some things. Erufai just came and said, hey, hey, who built house here? He said, this is secondary school property. Bulldozer. Kuzo, 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 kuzo. All of them came, removed all the houses. Say, so put fence there, put it back into the school. No compensation for anybody. Say, so you cannot encroach on school property, and I'll be compensating you. You know why I say I like him? Most governors do that in second tenure. He did it the year he entered office. Say, so if you like, don't vote for me. Told them flat. They told your real estate is real. Do you still believe that? See, the only thing that is real. Is a faith that's like gold. Which you can say, no matter what happens, even though the young lions suffer, you know, and hunger, those who seek the Lord will not lack anything good. That's the only thing that is real. That's the only thing that is real. People of God, that is the only thing that is real. Plant your seeds in the realm of the spirit. I'm not talking about giving money now. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about put your faith in that which is invisible. I'm talking about reading signs. So this one, you can't sleep at night. You're checking who are, who's selling land, who's not selling land. Go and sleep. If you find yourself keeping awake, something is wrong. If you deliberately stay awake to study, you deliberately stay awake to pray, it's a different matter. But you keep waking up and you can't fall asleep. Go and pray, Lord, what is the problem? You've treated malaria, only you. Five times in the last two months. Hey, today in a medical consulting therapy, some people just get on in the morning, go lab, I want to do tests. You can't go to a lab, do tests, and you'll be normal. It's not possible. How are you going to do it? It's not possible now. It's what do we find as the issue? Some people who make mistakes is from laboratory to pharmacy shop. That is sin against your body. Even if you do tests, carry and go see the doctor saying, nah, go do tests. You look at you and say, the cultured what? Alkaligenes. Is the reason why you are still alive. Thank you. Go home. Nothing wrong with you. You have malaria five times in the last four weeks. Are you the only one culturing a nofeles mosquito? It's a sign. Once I was in Lagos, I felt sick like that. Can't remember how many times, but I just I became ill. I'm a doctor. I know what to think, what not to think. So I, I prayed. After a while, I went to collect medicine. I wanted to take it. The Holy Spirit said, "Leave that, you know." So I threw away the medicine injection. Actually, said so the only way you get well this time around is by building up your spiritual strength. I said it took me one month. Oh, one month. One month of weight loss, one month of poor appetite, and I was going to work. People say, asking, ah, bank, what is the problem? Don't worry, I'm fine. I lost a lot of weight. But I said, this one, 
So what would I, once I get back home, I take a book I read. Thank God people like John G. Lake. I will read their books. I'll read Kenneth Higgins. Put a message in. Lie down there and hear the gospel until I recovered. It took me yes, by the month when I fully recovered. One day, one, one young house officer in my department, he knew that. He said, he said, so chief, how are you? I said, I'm fine. He said, what did you take? I said, no, nothing that it was spiritual strength I needed to rebuild. He looked at me like, is this one okay? I didn't know what to tell him. I just leave it. I'm fine. That's, but I remember it very well. I said, it's a matter of spiritual strength that needed to be rebuilt. So I stayed on the word for one month, feeding myself day and night, morning and afternoon and evening. Just chopping the word. I said, because you use this medicine to cure this one, and that one is coming in front. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. So that was just my own logic, that this one has to be tackled with the building up of spiritual energy. So I spent time on it, and I became fine. That's what I'm telling you, read science. You've had malaria five times in the last four weeks. Hey, bros, it's enough. Don't go to another pharmacy and say, please. Uh, I just came, they said, three pluses malaria. What do you have? Say, we have quartem. I've used that one. We have a, I have used that one. We have chloroquine. I have used that one. <laughs> In fact, the pharmacist will even get confused. Say, bros, this one does not go out <laughs> both by prayer and fasting. And we don't sell FMP medicine here. No, sometimes those are signs. You just read the sign that, look, I need to build up what? My spiritual energy. That's what I'm talking about reading signs. Read signs. Those are the things you need to check. Those are the things you need to check. Not just go and, you know, see, sometimes you go and give your hand to a doctor. Hey, uh, check me up. <laughs> it's good business. You, you get my point? Yeah. No, there are some places you go. They give, you give them small money, maybe 150000 They check you up very well. I said small money for a reason. And they tell you, I work on this. You run on treadmill. You put something on your chest. I said, the cardiologist look and say, mm, a slight inversion of the T-wave. Look like you have small ischemic changes in the heart. So it puts you on cholesterol lowering drugs. Your life is coming to an end little by little. Just watch it. <laughs> and you finish that one. You lie down. They poke something down your throat. It looks, ah, uh, a small reddening is this part of your stomach. It takes a small bit. That one will poke down 50K. Then that small bit you go and give to somebody. 12,000, 15K to help you see what is there. And there are some results we give. <laughs> you see, mild, non-specific gastritis with no HLO activity. You know what it means? Nothing. Except that, except your doctor doesn't know. It's only me and my colleagues that write something that we know what we're saying doesn't have any meaning. Because how can you give us, after you've gone, travel down to somebody's inner parts, he now won't see anything. Uh, well, me, I'm bold enough. I just look, no, speci- no, no significant abnormality. I leave this person alone. But my, most of my colleagues, no, they will write it, that they, they count the lymphocyte, count this one, and take this, but then they finish. That's why when it's a young clinician, he looks, looks. It puts you on, what do you call it, proton blockers. I told you, your life is coming to an end. Little by little. Yeah, I know what I'm telling you. Then the, uh, you lie until you go drink medicine, you will pour for two days. Then they run, run the probe down your intestine. I don't know, they now remind you that you are 55 years old, you should go and check your PSA. Your PSA will go to a level where it is neither high nor low. 
Those are the terrible ones. The doctor can't say go home. He can't say stay here. So he said, we'll monitor you regularly every six months for the next three years. At the end of the day, you know what you are doing? You are going to hospital and come back. That's it. You suspend your building project because there's no, <laughs> there's no money for cement now. But all is good. People of God, stop running up and down like that. Sit down first. That's the point I'm making. Sit down first before you put your hands. Somebody will be checking you up and down. Go home. Remove bitterness from your soul. Forgive those who have offended you. Confess the sins that easily beset you. I hope you're getting my point. Take a week away from work. This one you pursue everybody. Then go this opening refinery. Now you have gone to buy land in Ekwe. I don't know. Sorry, how many things to say? The third is investment strategy. See, they say multiple streams of income. I say, I hope you know they also come with multiple streams of headache. Yes. You have, Nenugu, you have land in Ekwe. <laughs> when Omonile collects your land now, you say that Lagos is writing law against your soul. God said, who sent you there? He said, but Lord, you know now, as Dangote is encroaching, property price will be going up. Say, okay, go and read uh, happiest people on that demo Shakarian. God want demos. You go out of business if you get into that which I didn't send you into. They are selling land, you are speculating. Wealth is not a game of chance. See, if I need money, you know what I will do? I will get on my knees and pray to God. And I will focus on that which He has given me to do. People are always selling by coming and saying, invest your money in property. Why I don't even do, eh? My relationship with God is very personal. When I say personal, I don't mean I hide it from you. What I mean is that he marks me well. Sometimes you cross road, you go, look, Baba God, she is okay here because before you begin vex now. I'm not joking about that. The Lord marks me well. I know if I try some of those, he will come and say, Banky, come, come. I was going to say, what are you looking for in Ekwe? Say, Lord, land. I know it's land. For what? You know the value will go up. It's okay. Why you are going down? I know what he does with me. I can tell you stories. At the end of the day, you know what he will do. There's no problem. Buy it, oh. You give him money. Then, oh, you know God rewrites the past. They will now give you like 10 good plots of 1,000 square meters each. Very good. You see it, and you see the value going up. You bought those two, 10 plots for maybe, let's just say 1 million, 10 million. Yes. As Dan Gude did launching, the price is now 5 million. So it's now worth how many? 50 million. Oh, you are feeling happy. They don't say, okay, by next year, you'll be going, you'll be going. You'll be circulating. Only you read the paper, it's now 20 million a plot. It's like, wow. Then you're not good. They say, let me go and sell one. <laughs> you just see some people marking something. So what is going on? So government said there's a shortcut to bypass refinery to go to that side. You cross your land. Are they paying compensation? I don't know. I'm just a contractor to, to do road. Go, these are people doing compensation. You go there, they look and say, eh, where's your tax clearance in Lagos State? No, that was just telling you, say, bro, just leave it and go home. Go back to Enugu. Only funny thing, all that people who did it, they will make money. But banky. God will collect the money, collect everything. I've learned to just say, Lord, you can have it. Don't kill somebody. Yeah, I've learned it. So when they say, they come and do this one, it will make money. I don't do it. I say, is he preaching? No. 
Okay, good. Leave it like that. And those of you who are doing, don't put me. For if you put me inside, you know what happened? All of you is Jonah. I have a Jonah spirit. Once I head for Tashish, we are all going down. So if you are going to Tashish, make sure I don't enter your boat. That's one thing. So when you want to do investment, let me just warn you. Don't call me. Wherever your hand is from, don't call me. I'm toxic to people's investments. If I put money inside, doors with Babylon go down and not rise again. I have noticed. That's why I don't get it. Now, please, I hope you are getting what I'm going to say. Is that worry I'm trying to get out of people's minds? My residents were doing it. It's on hypertension. I told one guy to teach on what causes hypertension. When he finished, I said, you have not taught us anything now. They look at me like, oh, God, with all this English, why I don't speak? I said, no, no. Didn't tell us that light causes hypertension. <laughs> Someone will be like, what? I said, there's no high blood pressure like this until they invented artificial light. Because everybody used to sleep on time. <laughs> You've not heard that one before. I said, you don't sleep on time. All of you hustle, hustle, hustle to 12 midnight. There's one guy in this place, I will not mention his name. If you check, he may have red lines on his cloth. He'll be sending you a message at 2 a.m. Are you a witch? <laughs> you put in all your acts at 3 in the morning. Bros, go and sleep. Tell your neighbor, go and sleep. Tell your neighbor, go and sleep. I told the guy that day, I said, you've taught us a lot of things, but you didn't tell us the effect of artificial lighting on people's health. A lot of problems in this world was caused by artificial lighting. Why? Not as if the light is toxic. That is the reason why you don't sleep again. That's why I don't have television in my bedroom, as a rule. You come to my house, I have TVs here, TV here, TV there, I have TV everywhere. I said, none in my bedroom. So they call this house, somebody will not sleep. And that's why I don't pay all these uh, television people again. Once I give, one day they, they call, say, pay for one month, to give you for two months. I said, pay for half poison, give me two, double dose of poison. Does it make sense? They say, pay for one month, we'll give you for two months. I said, you, do, you don't get it. Maybe you don't get what I'm trying to say. I said, you don't understand. I don't want to enter the place and get stuck looking at. You watch television for two hours. What I do now when I enter my room, I fall asleep. It's the will of God. Yes, sir. The only time I paid recently, my son came. He's the one that said he wanted to watch, uh, watch Walk Up. Before he goes to bath to start watching Walk Up, now I pay for <laughs> Now people there is for the house. What I'm trying to say is this. See, hmm? if you want good health, like I said, I just I don't want to eat. sleep well. Stop worrying. Get worry out of your mind. If you need land, pray. Let me say something to you. Now this word sounds simple in scripture, but it's prophetic. God will make all grace abound towards you. Amen. You will have all sufficiency in all things. Amen. And you will abound to every good work. Amen. For somebody that said that you will have enough land to dash a church, somebody won. Or maybe your brother said doesn't have. God will give you enough to dash him one. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And all you will do is pray. Stop monitoring billboards up and down. In your time, hmm, they will bring it to your house. Yes, they will bring it to your house. They will bring... I can give a testimony of where we live now. We own the land, we own the house. Our brother is not here. He's a guy just saw me one day. Pastor Bank, what is going on? I'm like, what is going on with what? So you're supposed to eat. By the time you finish speaking, all I could do is yes, sir. He said, see me, see me, see my auntie's office. Okay, you know, this is what I'm thinking. Okay, sir. All right, you know, do this, do this. I said, okay. Look, you can those who know the story. He was said, do this, I say yes, sir. Do this one, I say yes, sir. Finally, I said, okay, go and show him this. He did, okay. Pay like this, like this. No problem, sir. 
And when we finished, I disappeared. Then one day, he saw my wife when we were doing the election. He said, where's your husband? Well, I said, see, he's at the back. He's coming. He said, Pastor Banke, I went by that property. There's nothing going on there in my mind. Ah, okay. What is supposed to go on there? <laughs> he said, no, now. Come on, put a gate. Ah. Now I called Bishop. I said, Bishop, senior apostle said we should put gate in that place. Oh. So Bishop said, okay, sir. After a while, he said, give me some amount of money. I'll buy the gate and install it. I didn't go near there. I gave him the money. He did the gate. He now came and said, sir, if you just give me like 50K, uh, we'll just uh, clear the place and level the ground, you know, just so that this will look neat. So that's not too bad. I gave him. Then he came after his son. We said, you know, I was just thinking, if you just give me this amount, we can just dig. That's so he begin dig. After a while, he said, you know, with this amount of money, we can take it to... That's all. <laughs> Two years later, it was done. And I went there five times only. Bishop would say, Pastor, want to come and see? I said, do I look at an architect to you? I said, when have I called you to come and see where I'm studying the scriptures that I can preach to you? I said, do your job. I do my job. See, let me, enough stories. Let me just pray for you. God will make all grace abound towards you. Amen. You will have all sufficiency in all things. Amen. And you will abound to every good work. Amen. I said all of that to let you know that stop keeping awake and worrying yourself. If you need a bigger house, pray about it. Some of you, in fact, I feel like releasing anointing for bigger houses. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you because you are the provider. You are the provider. You are the provider. Lord, your children want to be more comfortable so they can sleep better and be hospitable to strangers and to friends and relatives so that they can have a room. So this is my guest room. Lord, I ask for them this morning. Give them bigger houses in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, somebody living in a three-bedroom flat. Lord, move him to a five-bedroom duplex. Amen. <laughs> if I make it his own. Make it her own. Personal property in the name of Jesus Christ. And do it in such a manner that your grace and provision will be so evident for everyone to see in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, supply. You know, somebody's walking somewhere. Yeah, the time is over now. Lord, we're asking in the name of Jesus. The next phase. He said, occupy with this until I come. It's time. I know you are on your way back. He has proven faithful. She has proven faithful. That new door for greater impact, for greater experience, for greater learning. Open now, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will not see rain. No, you will not see wind. You will not see any storm. But this is the word of the Lord. Your river bed shall be full of water. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will find water. Now, what do I mean? You will not see any advert. You will not go up and down. Somebody is going to just say, ah. Come, come. These people will need you. And then next you have an informal interview. You have a new job. You have a better job. And you will know that indeed the Lord did this one. In the name of Jesus Christ. I ban worries out of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. The power to conceive, receive it in the name of Jesus. The power to carry that pregnancy safely, receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise this morning. We give you praise. Your name be exalted in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ.